Praise Jesus. Well, I'm glad y'all are here. Um, okay, get your Bibles out. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 2. Man, praise God. How many of y'all tried to have some seed to be stolen this week? Anything happen? You know, you kind of had some seed trying to get stolen this week, huh? Had a little combat, a little little battle here or there, a little something coming up. Is that anybody or y'all y'all were perfect? Y'all were all just, y'all didn't have any problems, everything. Y'all just lived in holy bliss. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to necessarily be stolen, but it was challenged. How about that? Does that make, does that sound a little better? And so I told y'all I was going to keep talking about this and preaching about this, but I want to I want to delve into one little something tonight. I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. I want to read a few verses here. It says, In you he made alive. So he's talking to you. Who were dead in your trespasses and sin. Now, in Romans chapter 3, it says there's none righteous, no, not one. Right? And I want to just talk to you tonight a little bit about being attacked in your righteousness. All right? I want to try to build you up in there and strengthen you a little bit in that one area tonight. Because I know that the enemy wants to come in. And there's a, it's like I'm seeing it as the next. Okay, so if you back up to 2019, February, I believe, of 2019, when they came out with all the COVID stuff and everything, you know, the world was going coming to an end. And a spirit of fear was released right then upon the nation, actually upon the whole world. It was just, I'm telling you, it was as, as if Pandora's box was opened up and a spirit of fear came out and fear got on everybody. And that fear has been there. But now, you know, here four years later, I think everybody's just disgusted. There's still people that are fearful, but now the fear has turned into anger and grumpiness and whatever. But the next thing I see coming that's going to be released out of Pandora's box is an attack on righteousness. <clears throat> okay? And the reason why is is because people are trying to say that you can't say what is right. Okay? You, you just can't say what's right. Right could be, oh, it could be this, it could be that. It could be white, it could be black, it could be blue, it could be pink, it could be whatever. There's no way to know what's right. Right is whatever you decide. Okay? So out of that is going to spring forth a deal that's going to be the next um, big demonic thing that's going to come out. And it's going to begin to attack righteousness. Okay? So I want us to look at that tonight and, and to just study that for a little bit. It said, I want to read it again, verse 1. And you he made alive who were dead in your trespasses and sin. We were dead in our trespasses and sin. There was no way that we were ever going to be right in God's eyes. Okay? In which you once walked according to the course of this world. So when you walk according to the course of this world, when that's how you choose to function by what the world standard says, it's going to always say, excuse me, it's going to always say that who do you think you are? 
Who do you think you are that you could be okay with God or God could be okay with you? Put it that way. All right. And then every time that, you know, what they want to do is they want to set the bar and then at a standard. But then if anybody got over it, then they raise it. All right. And so that's this world system. It's according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit who now works in sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love for which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. For by grace you've been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. Now, let's go look at another one here. Let's go over to uh, Romans Go to Romans 4. It says, let's read verse 1, Romans 4, 1. What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. So he's saying if Abraham found his righteousness and he was all by works, he could boast, but not before God. In other words, when he came before God, Every work that you could do, no matter how good you are, no matter how much weight you lost, no matter how long, tall, and good-looking you were, no matter how athletic you were, no matter how what you did, okay, no matter what bar you had set, no matter how you had tried to please God, you had been, I mean, you had just done all kinds of works, you had done all kinds of great things, you had saved nations, you had fed nations, we'll say that, not saved nations, you had fed nations, you had... I mean, you took a quart of milk to everybody's house. You did everything you possibly could do. All of those works that you did when you got them all bundled up together, set them down at the throne of God, measured nothing. You're still going to fall short. I was reading today, because I'm reading through in my daily reading. I'm in the book of Leviticus. Like I said, it's pretty hard reading. But I was reading today, it was in uh, chapter 20. And I thought to myself, my goodness gracious, it's a wonder everybody wouldn't be dead if we lived by that, under that deal. I mean, man, you mess up, that wasn't no grace. Take you outside and kill you. I mean, you were just like, they were killing somebody every day. Had to have been, right? Because nobody was living under that. I mean, if you, I mean, there was just all, all kinds of, you know, if you did this, you did this, this is the consequence for that, and you da 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 But the Bible says that God never intended us to keep the law. He was trying to put the law out and said, if you could keep all of this, then a man might be righteous, but no man would ever be able to keep it, right? The law was to simply sit there and show us what sin was. But as crazy people, we get under trying to fulfill the law, our portions of the law, and then think that we're justified when that has nothing to do with anything, right? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast, but not before God. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. What? He believed God, and it got accounted to him 
that he was righteous before God because he produces simple thing called faith. Now to him the, who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as of debt. So if you're going to live under works, then it's always debt to you. It's always going to be grievous to you. And so what I see is going to happen is what's turning is that, you know, it's already you hear rumors of it. You already hear, you know, uh, um, people talking about, you know, if you're not accepting, then, you know, you're, you're, as a, you're going to be put down as a Christian. I think there's going to be a huge attack come upon Christians just because you say you're a Christian. And I'm going to love it. I am. I am just going to love it because then I get to just stand up and say, I believe the word of God. Just what I tell you all every Sunday. And when they all just get frothing mad at the mouth and I'm just going to put me right in the place with Jesus and Peter and Paul and the whole nine yards. And, you know, uh, I may not be as nice as they were, but I know this. I know I'm going to be able to stand on the word of my faith in him. And God said it, not me. Right. And I want to show you why God said it. And how he put this forth in just a minute. Now let's read on a little bit more. But unto him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. There's no way to be righteous with God except by faith in Jesus. There's no way. Now does that mean we don't do good things? No. It means it's just going to come naturally out of your heart to want to do good things because you have been born again. Right? But it's not the good things you do that earns you brownie points with God. It's your faith in him that gets you under the blood of Jesus that gives you everything. When I first got saved, you know, I had no idea about this. You know, I've, you know, I've told you on my testimony before, you know, when I was trying to figure out how to get saved, I was thinking it had to be on like a point system. You know, so many good things you're in, so many bad things you're out. I mean, that was just the way I figured it had to be. It just made sense to me. And then God showed me all the bad things I had done, and then I, and then and what, what any good things in the good side category, and I, you know, decided I'm not going to kill myself. I ain't right with God, and so it amazes me though <clears throat> about how we people still, no matter how many long you can be a Christian, the devil can try to trip you and get you and steal from you and get you over into works. That through works you're going to please God. If you pray and your prayer hasn't been answered quickly, then immediately the devil comes in and slips in and says, well, you know, it's because of what you did, you know, the other day. And, you know, die, you know, and then and so he starts trying to work this in there and he tries to get you back into works. And the moment you step back into works, well, then all of a sudden you've got no foundation to stand on because you're trying to then put it upon yourself to earn your righteousness. And, folks, I'm going to tell you, the bar is set too high from what God had set in, in the Old Testament with all the law, for us to ever meet it. Forget it. You're not going to do it. You're not going to be able to high jump that high. All right? So he goes here and he says, um, bless, verse 7, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Okay? So, so here we are <clears throat> being attacked in this. But the real truth is, all you have to do is stop and say, my faith is in Jesus Christ. I mean, that really ends the debate. Who do you think you are? My faith is in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for me. I didn't make the rules. I just have my faith in the rules. Right? So let's go to another verse. I mean, another chapter. 
another book. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12. For we do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. Or if we are of sound mind, it is for you. For the love of God or the love of Christ compels us. Because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and arose again. Now, here's the real issue. When you start talking about the course of this world and, and what the way that the world works, the world does not live for others. The world lives for themselves. Okay? And then to be a Christian, it says, wait a minute, the love of Christ compels us and now we're going to live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose again. So in other words, when a person is born again, truly born again, then all of a sudden what's on the inside of them, they say, no, Jesus, you're the answer. You saved me. I'll, whatever. My life is yours. Right? So now here's another area the enemy wants to creep in on. He wants to keep in and creep in and get you focused on yourself. Because the moment we get focused on ourselves, then the enemy can slip in condemnation and guilt. And he can put that in there and start feeding that in there. And then once condemnation and guilt comes in, well, then you start to tear yourself down because you become focused on yourself, seeing how you have not measured up to what you should have measured up to. And the moment you do that, well, then that you become self-condemning. And then the devil just backs off and leaves you alone because you're going to eat yourself up. You become a self-piranha. I don't know if that's even right, but you know what I'm talking about. A self-cannibal. You become a zombie on yourself. You're a cannibal. And you begin to cannibalize yourself because that, that the enemy's working. Well, this is all about understanding that your righteousness there are some mornings I get up, I want you all to understand this because I don't want you to ever think differently about me. There are some mornings that I get up and I go out and I pray and I guarantee you I am sitting in the throne room with God. I am fully engaged. I am there with all the saints that have ever been there before. I am with my brother. I am with the Holy Ghost. I am with my father. And man, no devil ever better even look at me sideways. I'm tearing down principalities and powers. I, 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 I'm unbelievable. There's other mornings I wake up and I'm out there and I'm barely making it outside. Barely getting anything uttered out of my lips. I know that I'm at the throne room uh, uh, figuratively, but I do not feel like I am there spiritually. Okay? But I have learned something. I don't let that day set my my life because I back up and I always laugh and I tell the Lord you know Lord I'm glad you made these rules and the rules are I'm a believer in Jesus so no matter how I feel this morning no matter what I'm what kind of zings in my step no matter if I'm playing zippity doo dah today or not bless God 
I am a child of God. I'm born again. I'm washed in the blood of Jesus, man. I don't care whether I feel anything this morning. I don't care if I feel dead, if I feel whatever. I declare, Lord, I am in the throne. I'm talking to you. I'm going to quote my scriptures, every devil in hell. If I just is defeated, there is still, you know, you see what I'm saying? You can't go based upon your, your feelings and your emotions all the time, right? You have to go by faith. And faith says is simply taking the word and what Jesus said in the word and what is in here and then applying it to your life and you putting your faith in it and saying, well, Lord, that's what you said. I'll take the deal. And when I first got saved and I started reading the Bible and I started finding these things out, I was like, why this isn't everybody in the world saved? Why would not everybody want this deal? This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. You can be right with God. All you have to do is confess and believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Why wouldn't everybody do that? I want to read this again, verse 14. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. So, so the Apostle Paul's still in the church of Corinth here. He's saying, look, we don't, even, we don't even judge people according to the flesh. We're not even looking at, I'm not looking at your flesh. I'm looking at the born-again person on the inside. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him, thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So, yeah, there's a new start. It doesn't make sense to the world. It doesn't make sense to the, to, to the people that are walking according to the course of this world. It doesn't make sense to them. But it makes sense to us because we're not walking to the, in the flesh. We're walking by the Spirit. And we're not looking at things by the flesh. We're looking at things by the Spirit. Now things are of God who has reconciled. Look at get this one. Now those things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus. He has, God has reconciled us to himself. So, wait a minute. If God is okay with me, then why am I not okay with myself? That'll preach. I start another whole message right on that one. If God's okay with me, then why am I not okay with myself? Why do we, why do we let the enemy come in there and steal from us and, and, and cause us to be cannibals and eat ourselves or piranhas chewing on ourselves saying well you didn't do this you didn't do that I can't believe you slipped up I can't believe you fell I can't believe you went feral the other day because he's trying to trip us up he's just trying to trip us up from the reality that is all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ look and then has given us a ministry of reconciliation he said look you've been reconciled to Christ. So therefore, you now have a ministry of reconciliation, helping others to find out this revelation. Now, one thing I truly do believe with all of my heart, and I believe, I believe that, that as Christians, we have to become very aware of this. I believe, I believe as things begin to spiral downward is going to be the great time for us to have a great harvest because there's going to be people who are still going to know that things aren't right and it's not going right and there's got to be an out. But they don't want to go to church because church is something that to them represents bondage because church has always told everybody, you need to do this and this and this and then you're okay. You need to cut your hair, you need to read this, you need to do that, you need to do that, and then you're okay. 
And when people just start to take the real true ministry of reconciliation to the world and begin to say, look, God has already reconciled you. Just what it says right there. He's already reconciled us to himself through Jesus. He's already made a way. God has already made a way. God went and made the way. You didn't make the way. God made the way. He already made the way through Jesus for you to be reconciled with him. He's already done the work. Ooh, man. And then he gave you the ministry of reconciliation. So I think we're going to see great revival. Not revival. I mean, revival, you can call it revival. But I'm just saying we're going to see a great harvest of souls coming in. Because there's going to be people that are so disgusted with everything going on in the world. And you are going to be the ones that are going to bring them in. He says, it's given us a ministry of reconciliation. That is that God, listen, this is even crazier. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. You remember over in Hebrews 6 where he's talking about that he was going to bless Abraham, but he couldn't find anybody to, to, in the covenant to bless, so he had to, he had to turn to himself, and God had to make sure that he was telling God that he was going to bless him, right? Here's the same, the same type scenario here. It was God in Christ. So God wants the world to be reconciled to him. So it was God in Christ reconciling the world to himself, reconciling us to himself through Christ. Mm, mm, mm. Not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God was pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Folks, it's, it's a story that's too good to be true. It's a story that's just too good to even be true, that God worked this whole plan out, that he, that he, that he sent Jesus to this earth, but he was in Christ. He was on the cross. He was going to the grave, but he was also the risen Savior that came up and made a way for us. Now, you know, folks, listen to me. The world's got to understand this. Your friends have got to understand this. You've got to be able to feel like you understand what I just shared with you tonight so that you can share it with others and sit there and say, look, God's already done all the work, but you have to believe in Jesus. That's where the catch is. There's this other side of craziness out there that wants to say, well, then look, God did it all. So everybody's saved. It's okay. It's all a universal thing. No, it's in Jesus. You have to understand your faith has to be directed in Jesus. He is the answer. Amen. And that's where we have to tell people, look, Jesus has already done. All you got to do is turn to him and ask him, and you're in. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to measure up. All you got to do is, by faith, believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he paid the way for you. And then you become right with God. Now, I want to leave you with this. I want you the next time the enemy comes up and, and, and you catch him. Okay, you catch him in this little lie. He's coming to you and he's, he's trying to, to, to make you feel condemned or guilty or something. I want you to, I want you to catch this and, and, and be able to stop and say, I am right with God. Just that simple thing. Just say, you can say shut up if you want to. Shut up. I'm right with God. You know, but you, I am right with God. When you start to get that revelation, then what happens to you when you realize you're right with God, then everything that God has becomes yours. 
And that's where the revelation of being seated with Christ in heavenly places really becomes yours. Because then if you're right with God, you know, like, like right now, if you came over to my house and you just walked in my house, you opened up my fridge and started eating my food. Well, there isn't no food in there, you know, so. <laughs> you found something to eat. <clears throat> my wife said that. I might stop and say, what are you doing? But how about when you go to your father's house and open up his fridge? You've been made right with God. You're in the family. You are now a, a child of God, a son of God, right? And all benefits are yours. And his kindness is stretched out towards you. And his love is abounding towards you. Amen? So just tell the devil to shut up and you're right with God. Everybody say, I'm right with God. Amen. So all of you out there listening, watching, if you don't know for sure you're right with God, I want you to understand something. I've told you what to do. Call out on the name of Jesus. And wherever you are, he'll touch you and he'll save you. He'll come into your heart and you'll be born again. And then you can walk with him. And you can, you, can under, you can experience this glory of being right with God and having that confidence on the inside of you. So just reach out to him and pray. And he'll touch you right there. Everybody else in here, they'll, everybody stand up. And let me just bless you as we get ready to go out into the world and tell everybody as ambassadors for him. Lord, I just pray over everyone here tonight, those listening and those in here, Lord, that I just declare that they are blessed. I declare, Lord God, we're right with you. Lord God, we're not going to listen to the devil. We're not going to listen to the lies of the enemy stealing from us and, 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 and self-condemning us and, and, and getting us into places where we're cannibalizing ourselves. But Lord, we're going to be in a place where we know we're right with you. And I pray, Lord God, tonight, every chain, every shackle, every bondage falls off of people. That, Lord, tonight there is freedom, there is liberty, because they know they're right with their God. There is peace, and there is joy in their lives. Because we know no matter what's happening, Lord, we're right with you. And you got us right in the palm of your hand. Ain't nothing taking you, us out. So, Lord, bless them tonight. Bless everyone. Bless their finances. Bless their businesses and, Lord, we give you all the praise for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church.